Welcome to episode 7 of Me Eat CNY, the podcast. This week we welcome Chef Fabio Viviani to have a quick stay in the hot seat to talk about his restaurant beginnings in Florence, moving to America, Thanksgiving with Captain Kirk, bringing back the 1980s with his app Doppel, the many restaurants he currently owns, and why he picked upstate New York for one of his projects. Fabio appeared on season 5 of the hit Bravo TV show Top Chef, making the final four and being voted the fan favorite. He currently owns 15 restaurants around the U.S. and is the author of several cookbooks. You can find him on the web at fabioviviani.com, fabioskitchen.com, at Fabio Viviani on Instagram and Twitter, and most recently on his iPhone and Android app, Doppel, where you can ask him and other influencers questions that you want the answers to, and he will reply back to you with a personalized video answer. Have a listen as we talk with Fabio. All right. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you for sitting down before we of course. make some, some meatballs. I love it. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here. We were huge favorites of you. On thank you. Thank you, guys. Top Chef and, um, you know, everything that you've been doing. You I appreciate so that. successful. Not only as a chef, but as an entrepreneur as well. Thank you. Uh, Thank in, you. In building your brand. Um, but for the restaurant industry, you started very young uh, in the restaurant industry in Florence. Yeah, I went to work when I was 11 years old. And the reason why I went to work is because I live in an apartment, 400 square feet, with three couple, which is my dad and my mom, my mom's sister, and my mom's uh, um, sister husband. My mom's sister husband, yeah. And my grandparents. And, uh, and myself and another baby from the other couple, big family in a small place because we had no money. And uh, so my mom is working three jobs, my dad is working three jobs, and my mom unfortunately got sick when I was 11 years old, mm -hmm. and she had to quit most of the things she was doing to create income. Yeah. So I had free hands and I went to work. I started to work because I was so young, nobody wanted to hire me during the day for you know, labor child law, you know, yeah. underage labor. <laughs> so they hired me at nighttime. So I was working from midnight to seven in the morning. So, you know, nighttime is either, you know, nobody's checking. And I did that for about three and a half years mm -hmm. until I was 15. And then I went to work in a restaurant, which eventually I bought. Yeah. I ended up buying it when I was 18. Yeah. So you were super successful, you know, from, from a young age, if you look at, you know, uh, Americans and how they're successful nowadays, you had seven restaurants before you were 30 or 27. Yeah, 20, I left for the United States when I was 27. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, successful. Success is the... What's success, right? Everybody defines success in a different way. For my dad to be successful is to have $50,000 a year coming in in his pocket. My, my mom is happy and he has Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Yeah. According to him, that's success, yeah. which is admirable. You know, it's, I think the least you need, the happiest... The easier it is to get to happy. Uh, for me, success, I haven't even started to be successful. Uh, but that's, that's, that's not binary, right? The magic is in the gray. And uh, we have built something good in Italy because yeah. by the age of 27, we had you know, five restaurants. We had a, a small hotel. We had a bed and breakfast. We had a farmhouse. And we owned a couple of dance clubs in Florence, which it made me economically successful yeah. compared to the standard of their age 25, 26. Um, 
one of my business partners sold his business, mm-hmm. sold their business, which I had a stake at it. Yeah. And uh, and I kind of got a good payout, and I kind of retired. Yeah. And then you know I spent a few years as a retiree, um, <laughs> happy playing the field of uh, of vacation and and restaurant. I was my own customer at that point because I had nothing to do. Yeah. And you know at that point I decided to take a vacation to the United States. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I had some money in my pocket, and I didn't speak English. So I said I never took a day vacation in my life up to then. So I'm like, screw it, I'm going for a year. And right. then when something happened with my family. They had a the, the small business that the, my dad was running. Did a had a major upside down. Mm-hmm. So I ended up paying my dad debt and literally give back ninety five percent of every single dime I saved between my early age working and my exit. Yeah. And so now I was about to leave for the United States, broke again, yeah. and didn't speak a word of English. So I was like, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I do now? What do I do now? <laughs> and then literally, and I moved to the United States, I fi- and I figured it out. Now, fast forward that, um, you know, 12 years, we're doing great. Yeah. Now we're doing great. So a funny story that I heard from when you were on with Richard Blaze of when you were, uh, you were in L.A. to begin with. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you cooked for... Captain Kirk. Yeah, William Shatner is still today a, a very dear friend of mine. Um, he was riding horses uh-huh. in a ranch right by my very first restaurant in the United States. And he comes with cowboy boots, cowboy hat, you know, neck, scarf, and, and it doesn't look like Captain Kirk today. I tell yeah. you <laughs> but it's still a great storyteller guy. And so yeah. we're spending literally hours listening to these guys as I'm making food for him. And one day he said, Literally, I came to the United States in September. Mm-hmm. The year after that, in November, right around Thanksgiving, yeah. so when I opened my first restaurant in the United States. And I, and I said, and this guy said, would you like to spend Thanksgiving with us? And I said, I mean, I have nobody in the United States. And I'm yeah. like, sure, let's do it. I don't know who he was. I mean, I know who he was. Yeah. I, didn't understand. I didn't realize it was him. Yes. So I go to his house. And I walk in, and they, first of all, he lives in this beautiful mansion on the, on the Hollywood Hills. I go there, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, this guy's a big Star Trek fan. <laughs> I'm like, and all this memorabilia, there is a big, there's a room with the Enterprise in it, and there's like Captain Kirk things and T.G. Hooker everywhere. And I'm like, boy, this guy loves watching TV. So he got like Golden Globes and Oscars and shit. And I'm like, what the? And then I look at him, and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm like, it's you. I'm like, <laughs> William Shatner. He's introduced himself as a Bill. So I say, hey, my name is Bill. So I'm like, Bill. Yeah. Didn't and I, I, it blew my mind. I was having turkey with William Shatner at his house for Thanksgiving, which is also a holiday, and we don't celebrate in Italy. Right. So I don't know what the hell I'm doing there. I don't know why they're frying turkey. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Did you make a traditional no. American Thanksgiving? He lives, on, he lives on a slope. Yeah. We fried turkey. One of his Doberman kicked the bucket, and the whole hill with hot steaming oil and the turkey tumbling. Now there is the dog chasing the turkey going downhill. It was a disaster. But again, great story because William Shatner was right in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how long after that you were on Top Chef? Two uh, years after that, I went on Top Chef 2008. Yeah. yeah. And you were on season five. Season five, and I made it to the final. Didn't yeah. win. Didn't win, which, uh, in our opinion, is a, a travesty of judging. 
no, I, they did get a good judgment. I mean, they asked me to do a krill dish, krill menu. I went full on Italian. I was like, screw it. It's the last episode anyway. I got all the TV time I need. Yeah. So I'm not, even if I don't win, which is actually turned out to be better because I didn't have to work for them for free for a year and a half. Yeah. So it was great. No promotional tour. <clears throat> nope. uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, quotes is, is, it's not top chef, it's not top scallop, it's top chef. Top chef. Uh, I think my wife tells me that every time that I want to cook scallops for her. That's no, funny. Syrup, right? uh, but so... 2008, well before social media kind of has this explosion with Instagram and Twitter and things yeah. like that, fan favorite um, as you come back on yeah. Top Chef All-Stars, how did you take the um, that kind of momentum and carry it forward through the time where there wasn't social media to keep developing your brand when you were launching I don't, you know, it's funny because still today, I think developing your brand is just about relationship. Mm -hmm. If you're good with people... Somehow, somewhere, it'll get back to you. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I work with the largest media outlet in the nation, and I treat them the same way that I treat my local supporter, just like you guys. There's no difference for me, you know. Good people are good people. Yeah. And usually good people, because they're good people, they advance in career, and they do different things. They work in different industries. Crazy enough, one of my best business partners, we do a lot of business together, is a very high rank um, management level in Live Nation, mm -hmm. the company does all the venue. I've known this guy when he was somewhat helping management with Universal Studios. Yeah. I was there for an event, we became friends, and I kept in touch with the guy. We, we have you know dinner together, we're friends. I ask him for a favor here, he asked me for things there, and now we have a huge business together, seven years down the road, just because I kept the relationship that it was giving me nothing from a monetary perspective, right? Nothing from an exposure perspective. Social media is the same. The people that are doing social media right are the ones that actually try to engage with their audience mm -hmm. and keep it kind of real, right? Yes. A lot of people, they want to talk about things that don't belong to the real house. They want to uh, tell you how to do it. They want to, I just, me, it's just me. Sometimes I'm clearly not politically correct. Sometimes I tell that how it is, but I'm, yeah. I'm a respectful person. I say things the way that they are. I don't mess around. I, I work very hard. I go home. I spend time with my family and my kid. And when I'm around, I try to entertain people. Yeah. Like we're doing with you. And, and that's the whole you know, idea on why we develop my tech platform, which is Dapple. Yeah, so Bring back true engagement. How many people you know today that you look up to and you respect and you love to have a conversation that are actually... Answering your questions. Right. Yeah, Can't. I mean, you, you know, you think that for an influencer right now, besides your platform, that's um, uh, Instagram is a you know, huge platform where you have stories and you can answer questions, but Doppel is that almost that one-on-one -on -one communication. I ask you a question, you reply back, I get a notification, Fabio's answered my question. <clears throat> What's that meant to you to feel like you can be even more close to the audience, no matter where they are around the country, around the world? Look. Social media, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a catch-22. Social media ain't social. I don't know you guys, but I text with my wife in the same house. So I'm not allowed to call my wife most days. No, but that's, but that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Now we're in bed together. She's watching TV. You're watching your phone. Or you're watching TV. She's watching your phone. And talk relationships away. Yeah. And I love relationships because you don't build anything with your phone. You build things with people. Mm -hmm. And then you reach out to them with the phone, of course. 
Today is a phone. Yesterday was a, a dial phone. 50 years ago was a freaking bird or a goat delivering a message. <laughs> People still talk to each other. Today is just a lot less personal. Yeah. And we brought back 1980s with Apple when everybody used to talk to each other. Now all we got to do is to go to the Apple Store or Google Play download the app Dapple and find the people you want to talk to and ask them a damn question. <laughs> and then a minute, an hour, a day, two days, give these people their time to get to you, but you'll get your answer. And when you got it, it's there for everybody else to see it. Yeah. So it's scalable. Yeah. It's so nice to be able to see, you know, I might have a similar question that somebody's already asked. Yeah. And then I can just look it up real quick without yeah. having to then be annoying or, you know, slide into your DMs and then ask you another question. Yeah. Same or or you can do all that, but then if you slide in my DM, now I have 400 DMs I haven't got to yet. Yeah. What if it's something important? What if you have to cook a meal for her, for your wife, and you have no freaking clue where to start, <laughs> and now you want to ask me a question, and you have 600 DMs yeah. to yeah. deal with. So yeah. We made a, we made knowledgeable we made knowledge scalable yeah and we made we gave you back the power mm-hmm. right now if you go to Google or Instagram per se or Facebook and you Google and you type something in that interests you the first hundred result is all sponsor stuff yeah it's advertisement it's SEO it's technique that gets you your eyes to, to be where they don't want to be but they have to be because they place that as the best option. Now with my platform, Apple, you can ask the question that matters the most to you, yeah. to the people that you deem to be your expert. Right. You're the one that has the remote control in your hand now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I beta tested it, I thought it was great. You know, I'm available for questions, it's fabulous. But today we're here at, at Portico, yeah. at Del Lago, which is in upstate New York. Yeah. So I find it, I find it you know, funny, right? Um, you're success, successful in my eyes at you know, restaurants in Chicago, LA, large cities, and then you say upstate New York. Hey, so I'm, going, I'm, going to, York I'm going to Tampa, I'm going to Oklahoma, I'm going to Tulsa, mm-hmm. I'm going to Harrisburg, I'm going to Lawrenceburg, Indiana, I'm going to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Big city doesn't mean big result, mm-hmm. you know. It's about the message, it's about the, the capability of deliver. You know, first of all, Finger Lake is a beautiful region. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a little bit in the middle of nowhere if you get your reference as a Chicago or LA or New York. But the reality is that there's a lot of people around here. There is far more attainability of ingredient locally sourced than you'll ever find in Chicago. Because in Chicago you find everything, but because everything gets there. Good luck in finding in Chicago within 100 miles somebody that slaughtered their own pigs or raised their own chickens or... You got it here. And yeah. for us, for people like me that cook food for a living, that's the ultimate perfect setting. Yeah. You to know? be able to uh, conform your menu to yeah. what's being grown right down the road. Did have a personal touch for you? Um, I talked to Juliana before, and does it feel kind of a little bit like home with the vineyards and the Roman <clears throat> Look, it, it doesn't look like Tuscany, <laughs> but it feels like because it's very neighborhoodly, it's, there is a lot of people that are very down to earth mm-hmm. and there is a lot of people that are doing what they're doing not because they have to run a gigantic company in the food business but they grow produce and they raise animals to feed their families and they sell some and they make some money yeah. so those are the things that brings you back to your roots because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up around you know you want bread at my house mm-hmm. you better know how to bake 
<laughs> you want roasted chicken tonight? Okay, let's go in the hen house or grab one. Yeah. You know, it, what, how, it doesn't matter how you feel about that, but that's that's the way it is. And that finger lakes reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. What um, What do you like to do most of your, your staff here? Like to do most of utilizing the local produce? You know, there are food? there are ingredients that I get from Italy, period, because they're just better. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, you guys have great tomatoes, but some Marzano tomatoes, you just yeah. can't beat them. Right. You know, I get all, certain olives from Italy. Because nothing wrong with American olives. It's just not Italian. <laughs> you know, I, I get prosciutto di Parma, Parmigiano-Reggiano. Yeah, you guys in Wisconsin do fantastic mock-up of yeah. our Italian cheeses. But it ain't the same thing. Right. But anything else, minus 10, 20 items that I can't live without and I have to import them from Italy, everything else is local. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's next on Fabio's uh, runway for the places that you're going to go we'll with opening restaurants? So uh, the, ne- the next one up is Tampa in August restaurant. Mm-hmm. Then we have Miami, Detroit, Oklahoma, Charlestown, West Virginia, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, Harrisburg, Tulsa, Detroit, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. So that'd be 10. 30? By no. the end, you got 19 right now. No, I got 15 right 15? now. I'll have two dozen of restaurants by next February. Mm-hmm. What What else interests you besides, um, you know, restauranting and in, in your entrepreneurial space? I mean, you're into tech now. Tech now, just because there is a big, huge ass gap that I wanted to fill. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is a beautiful company, and they have very, very intelligent people running the company. Yeah. But I am involved somewhat in the marketing and the strategy, but I'm not a tech guy. So the people that we have as a partner and, and, and investors and mm-hmm. everyday operational, they're top of, top of the class. For me, for Fabio, there's a lot of restaurants, and I got a wife, which I have to take care of, and I have a baby, which I have to be present to raise. That's all I ever wanted, man. I wanted to be a family man. You know, I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to have a kid. And that's all I really do when I'm not working. I just spend time with them because I love yeah. it. What's it like to be on the road uh, as much as you are? How it's hard. Well, FaceTime is a very good thing. Uh, but I'm never on the road more than it takes me to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm on the road for two, three days max. Yeah. So it's bearable. But it's hard. I love to spend time with my wife. And I will absolutely adore spend time with my kid. I'm a good yeah. dad. I'm the dad that always gets up at night, puts him to bed, get him up in the morning, uh-huh. and, and do all this stuff. So I love it. So you're teaching him how to drive a G-Wagon in the driveway a couple he's, of weeks ago. He's, he's driving. <laughs> no, he's driving my big car, but I can't put a picture of that because someone is going to sue me. <laughs> so we only assume he's driving. Yeah. Right. Um, so tonight we're going to learn how to cook some delicious food in a yeah, minute or two. Yeah, literally five minutes. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to try the meatballs that you beat Bobby Flay with a thank couple you. weeks ago. Thank uh, Great yeah, so I just want to thank you for jumping out appreciate with it. us today, and uh, we're going to go. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Me Eat CNY, the podcast featuring Fabio Viviani. You can find him on the web at FabioViviani.com, at FabioViviani on Instagram and Twitter, and again on his iPhone and Android app, Doppel, that we talked about during the podcast. Go check out your app store, download Doppel, and ask Fabio your craziest questions about food, entrepreneurship, and life. 
You can also try out his recipes at Portico by Fabio, located inside Del Lago Casino in Tower, New York. If you enjoyed this week's episode or any of the previous, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, leave a review, and tell a friend. You can check out more food adventures from around the central New York area at weeatcny.com and at weeatcny on Instagram, or come ask me your food questions on Doppel after you download the app. Until next week, I'm Chris Johnson, and thanks again for listening.